welcome in to hour two of RSVP with Jill Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580. This is the show where we hit all the trending topics and headlines across entertainment, sports, lifestyle, and culture. Listen, that video had to be one of the saddest videos of all time. When he had his pregnant little mama, not in real life, but the girl in the video. I, listen, I like to clarify, Andy. People halfway listen. You know what I'm saying? So just in case, I want to make sure that I give all the disclaimers around things, especially as we go deeper into this conversation tonight. Because, yeah, but that was a truly sad video. Um, listen, shout out to all Charlie Wilson's sons, Aaron Hall, R. Kelly, Cisco. All of them. All of them. Okay. I just want to say that. Shout out to Urban Spencer saying surprise. She said, I'm surprised Andy didn't play Don't Be Afraid. Listen, Don't Be Afraid was the jam. But I knew back then when it came out, I was like, mm, these lyrics are wrong. Listen, I was about to play that song. <laughs> but I wanted to hear I Miss You because that song was a banger. It was a banger. It was a banger. You know, so sad that, um, you know. Might have to add Aaron to the list. Might have to. Uh-oh. Here we go. And you know what's crazy? What? We be complaining about today's R&B. It got you thinking like, yo, all these R&B cats in the 80s and 90s. Y'all were was, pieces of work. Y'all was living all the way foul. <laughs> in front of the cameras, you over here serenading people. Back in the scenes, you over here grimy. I mean, but so let me ask you this, because this is something that I wonder, right? I believe to a certain extent, right? I know not everybody, y'all, but to a certain extent, power corrupts, right? If you get everything laid at your feet, so to speak, right? Because let's be real. And of course, you shouldn't take advantage of it. But I know how I felt as a kid for certain artists. In my mind, I was like, I meet them. Oh, they're going to sweep me off my feet. This is going to be my boyfriend. And life is going to be amazing. And if I could just meet them and get close, right? So you put that times 10, 15,000. I don't know. <laughs> you know, I just don't know. I don't know at what point, you know, because you're going to indulge a little. Everybody would a little, right? That's part of the fun. But at what point does it get to be too much? And how do you contain yourself? You know, people don't uh, moderation. I don't know if people actually moderate that. You got to think of the fact that a lot of them are pretty young when these things come up. And the environment is such is that women do make themselves available. I think I told you guys a couple of months ago that on the Legacy Tour, which Guy happened to be on. Um, so there were women, grown women, candy girls. Like, they were teenagers or older back in the 80s that were in the lobby of New Edition's hotel trying to meet up and, you know, relive their childhood fantasy. Joe, what are you trying to say? I'm not trying to say anything. What I am... Oh, I'm not trying to say. I'm just going to say it. Sometimes there are women that are going to 
open themselves up for certain things for an experience. I say that as someone who has been around the entertainment business for the majority of my life, for more than 30 years. I am not saying that that is a cause for them to be taken advantage of or anything of that nature. What I am saying is that there are some women that are with the the game. They're with it. And then sometimes some of them may have buyer's remorse. Some, not all. Some, not all. Some may have thought they were with it and had a very horrible experience. And that is why the change of things. It's murky. It's very hard. It's murky. But I would not be being, and this isn't, I know the term, what's the term, pick me that people say. This is not being a pick me because, again, I don't think anyone should be victimized or put in a position. I'm just telling you some of the things that I saw and some of the things that I still have seen. So who does the responsibility land on? Because... <clears throat> In what aspect of it? The aspect that some of these women, it, like what your, your breakdown sounds as if like these women kind of know what to expect to a degree. I think some do. So they they go in there, like you said, all willy nilly, like I'm 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 for all of it. Right. They experience it. They realize that it wasn't for them. And then, you know, years later, they, you know, regret what it is that they do. So, you know, is is it I, I guess as a man, I understand that there's a, there's a responsibility like, look, there are some women that might be free and loose. And of course, you know, generally speaking, they're going to take advantage of that. Should it be their responsibility to not take advantage? I you know, again, I probably have an interesting perspective on this. I think that sometimes the way that we speak about women in these circumstances makes them seem helpless that you know i this is gonna get me in trouble i have to think very carefully and make sure that i'm saying this the right way when we come forward i will break this down need some time to think all the way i don't need any time to think i just know what i'm supposed to do here for my job When we come forward, I'm going to give you my response to that. And then we're also going to break down these Aaron Hall accusations and some other things that have come along with that. All of that and more. You're locked into RSVP with Jill Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580. RSVP with Jill Monroe is your go-to show for staying in the know. More engaging conversation when we come forward on KBLA Talk 1580. You are locked into RSVP with Jill Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580. So let me explain my point we have a caller on the line but let me explain what I mean I do not think that a woman should be victimized of course I do not think that if you know you're in an intimate situation and something in that situation starts to make you uncomfortable you have the right to say no right what I am saying though is that sometimes I wonder and I'm not specifically talking about any of the cases that have been announced recently just in general, sometimes I wonder if because of the shift in thinking per se, and I'm not saying that's a bad thing, you know, women could be more protected in some of these ways. But has it caused us to sometimes think that a bad experience was a position you were put into where it may have just been 
a bad experience. You know what I mean? Something that you tried that you did not like. Again, only the people in the room would know. Maybe people afterwards. It's just a question. I think sometimes the way that it is presented with some of these conversations, it is like women are helpless and they don't know. I understand there are all types of reasons when you're talking about abuse, why people won't leave, won't speak up. But just in general, sometimes the way that it's spoken about, it's spoken about to me as if women don't have any agency. And so... I just sometimes I think that we have to sit with that. And it's important, I guess, to hear the details. You know, those things are important to me. Fahima is on the line in the chat. She says, ain't nothing new under the sun. People have been exploiting and exploited since the birth of the blues. That is facts. Fahima. You played a moniker behind that. But listen, um, Jill, hear me out. Yes. Okay. I think, and I'm going to give you an example with myself. I think your perspective has been shaped by what you have seen and observed. And that's a a normal, natural thing. Okay. Okay. Like for me, for example, I work as a clinician and I also work as a, a university professor. If I only worked as a clinician, I would be to some degree in a, uh, of the mind of just seeing black pathology and think that black people are hopeless. If I was just working at the university, I would think, oh man, black people are aspiring, acquiring and achieving. But the thing is, is that what, and, and it's a normal, natural thing. A guy who may have been falsely accused may be inclined to believe that all of these women are lying. A person who may have been a victim of sexual violence may, you know, automatically think everybody's guilty. And someone who has seen people willingly go to the casting couch, you know, is going to be kind of suspect. And so what happens is, is what we have seen, experienced, and observed shapes the lens from which we view things from. 100%. It does. And I'm not in denial. I mean, and that's why I stated with I have seen some things. I'm not deny again, I'm not I would not deny anyone their the right to share their story. And if they feel yeah. they are victimized, they should absolutely come forward and present it. But what mm-hmm. I am saying is that that is why I think you know, a lot of times it's asked, why didn't executive a do anything or why didn't these people say anything or why why didn't various things happen and i think when people are in these situations and maybe follow it from a to b to c sometimes between b and c gets tricky or fuzzy you know but but let me just say this and and you because you made reference to you know, women ha- not ha- it's assumed that women don't ha- have AIDS. But in many of these instances, in many instances, for example, like the situation with um, the guy who, the 15-year-old girl, a 15-year-old girl and a 16-year-old girl and, and some of the teenagers, minors who were um, R. Kelly's prey, they don't have agency. You know, they're not 
that, and even the situation with the um, girl Cassie. She was 19 years old. Diddy was in his 40s, you know. So let me ask you then, is she not an adult? Well, so this is, I mean, and this is my question. At 19, right, and we talk about this with many things. At 18, you can vote. You can do a lot of things. You are considered an adult. If you make a mistake and, you know, accidentally steal something or, you know, do some type of light fraud. Let's say you, you know, you (laughs) put some extra unemployment in during the PPP. Do they okay. say, and, and and I'm asking these things again, not, I don't think that any, I'm not saying those women are lying or that they shouldn't have come forward. No, I'm, I'm not, not saying, saying anything like I'm that. Not, yeah. I'm not saying you're saying it. Look, can I, let me tell you a quick story, okay. real quick story. I have a friend who I was working on a film project with. There was a gentleman who I was his preceptor for his master's program, right? Mm-hmm. He had, uh, had this uh, program in the schools. So my friend was going to teach, was teaching. She had already started teaching in his summer program to teach film to school, to kids in school. So he invited her to a meeting at one of the hotels. She didn't think anything of it. So she went to meet him at the hotel and this man was planning to have sex with her. She resigned. You will see, you're not going to think that somebody's going to be a pig. You think she's thinking, you know, he's a decent person. I'm working for him. He has this love for these kids. And he invites her to a meeting at the hotel. She's thinking, you know, they're going to be in the restaurant. No, he wanted her to come up to his room to have sex with her. And so the thing is, is that, and this is a grown woman. Of course, she quit the job, you know, right then and then, told him it wasn't rolling like that. And oftentimes, people are placed in situations and not thinking anything of it i very naively did something overseas and it wasn't by the grace of god i would have a horror story to tell you know but in in naivety people that do things not thinking anything is going to happen I, I and then some people and then sometimes people willingly do things i so let me ask you this i i 100 agree with you but where does the responsibility lie that's i and i'm not saying again People are taken advantage of. People will steamroll over them. But one thing happens, right? And Mm -hmm. you don't. I know that you have to work through things. You have to work up the courage. Obviously, if, if we're talking about something like Cassie and Diddy, she had to plan and figure out how she was going to get out of that situation, allegedly. Right. right? right. So it couldn't, it's not something that could happen overnight. And she realized, hey, this isn't this isn't right and I don't feel good. And so I need to move. Right. right. And, and even look at, look at Cosby cases. Right. And one of the young ladies from Brooklyn, I knew her, right. Mm-hmm. She was the poet from Brooklyn. Nobody's going to think that Dr. Hustable is going to uh, put something in, spike their drinks and, 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 and molest them. Nobody's I, I mean, he, doc, I agree with that Dr. Hustable, but okay. So this is what we're going to do. And, Here's the, I'm going to break down the stuff with Aaron and Gloria, and I want you to call okay. back after this because I would love to hear your if you feel so inclined to do so, because okay. I would love okay. to hear your thoughts about it. Okay, no problem. Okay, thank you. I appreciate you, Fahima. Always, always love your input. So listen, let's break down a little bit of what Diddy and Aaron Hall are accused of, and then we're going to get into why the Aaron Hall 
aspect in this particular case, you know, there's one in the middle that also is from the Times. But why it looks so damning based off of some interviews that Aaron did. And then we're going to get into the Luke aspect. So basically, Aaron and Sean are accused of sexual assault for two women, right? They said that they assaulted her and her friend at Aaron Hall's apartment in around 90 or 91. They alleged that this happened following an event at the office of MCA, which was the parent company for Uptown Records, right? And Guy was signed to MCA as well. So Diddy interned, we know famously for Uptown Records, the Jodeci, the Mary, blah, 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 blah. Okay, so that's the MCA connection. MCA is a label, technically doesn't exist anymore. It's owned by Geffen Records, right? They are also named in this suit. So they are basically um, asserting that after the party, they came home with them, uh, that one girl was with Puff, one girl was with Aaron. Apologies for calling him Puff. I don't mean to confuse you, but he was Puff at that time. All right, so they, she said that Aaron was very aggressive, may have drugged her. She fell asleep, woke up. Diddy was coming in the room. Aaron was going out of the room. They kind of high-fived each other, switched off, and switched partners. That is what, basically, the allegations are. Um, she didn't name the friend in the case. She's not a part of the lawsuit. The friend isn't, right? They said that they were flirtatious and handsy at the event with their friend, offered them drinks throughout the night. Towards the end of the night, they invited him back to Hall's apartment for an after party. More drinks happened, and they said, you know, basically that they were coerced. Jane Doe, who is launching the suit, says that she was laying in bed, sleep kind of shocked, traumatized, and that she was trying to get get dressed. Hall barged into the room and pinned her down and forced her to have sex while Diddy went into the other room. She says she got dressed and ran home. Then it says that the following day or sometime later, Diddy showed up at the home where Jane Doe and her friend were staying. He became irate with them, allegedly choked Jane Doe until she passed out and said that he was looking for the friend because he was concerned that they would tell at the time, right? So, and that he threatened them. She has said that she is trying to secure her medical documents from the time period, as well as witness statements. So that is that case, right? And we know that there was one other case that was talked about last week that has come forward. Her name is Joy Dickerson. She filed a lawsuit. She said, same time frame, that Diddy drugged and assaulted her in 91. Um, You know, listen, those are pretty intense things, right? Accusations. So here's why... It is a little tricky. Aaron Hall, I'm sure you've heard about it. The clips have resurfaced. And we're going to play a little bit of one of them. A Vlad TV interview a few years back where he talked about, and let's be real, the the interview was in 2015, okay? And he was sharing about his exploits, the life and times. One thing that we will do, you put a mic in front of somebody that 
is not quite at their heyday anymore, they're going to sing about those times and talk themselves right into something. That's a side note. But Aaron was sharing what he felt, you know, his experiences, and he shared that everybody from Denzel to Jodeci to Diddy saw him having sex before he's packing all of these things, right? But he also talked about in this video, when he first met his son's mother, Gloria Velez, and how he got her. And we're going to play that. But the reason why this is relevant is that Gloria was 16 at the time when he met her. He met her. She was dancing back up for Luke, that Luke, two live crew Luke. Um, Luke had strippers dancing back up for him, right? So the assumption is that she lied about her age. She had a fake ID because you can't be a stripper. So he met her in that environment and he didn't ask for ID or her age when he took her to the room and did what he claims he did first night. And then he said three days later she got a tattoo and they were locked in after that. I'm not sure at what point he found out her true age. Kind of don't know what to say about that, right? So we're going to listen to Aaron's comments. And then Gloria, who also, well, I don't know if we're going to be able to get all of them in before the break. We'll get it. We'll, we'll start with what he said. But here's the thing. Gloria now currently has a podcast on Vlad's podcast network. And coincidentally, a couple of months ago, she talked about Aaron's viral clip and the commentary about her. And she, you know, had a follow-up comment to it. Mind you, she did this interview with Cisco. She's been in a lot of Cisco videos back in the day. And she and Cisco actually hung out for a minute. I don't know if you guys remember when Cisco did the thong song video. Uh, he was pictured at the end going to his hotel room with Gloria and Melissa Ford. Just want to put that out there. Um, Gloria was also featured back in the day on... We'll probably get to it on the other side of the break. I'm going to run it down. Um, Gloria was also featured back in the day on a video that is infamous and has made its rounds. It's a Luke video. It was in Cancun. And Luke was infamous for having these parties. And Gloria was on the video. This is one of the like early internet drops that we saw. Was on the video doing some things that she probably shouldn't have been doing at her age. With another woman, right? Again, underage, some people are asking where are her parents. She was in the streets. She was trying to hold herself down, take care of herself. And she was in a place where the assumption would be if you meet someone there, they are of age because they probably shouldn't be there. They definitely shouldn't be working there. We'll get into the details on the other side. You're locked into RSVP with Jill Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580. News and sports coming up. Shout out to them, though. Certainly was my jam. I would be hitting that hop. Welcome back in to RSVP with Jill Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580. So we're breaking down the allegations against Aaron Hall, and we're taking a little look back into some comments that he made that could be potentially damning for him. And also looking at what his son's mother has said in response to 
all of the things that are coming around because like I said obviously these old interviews are coming back up she has a podcast on Vlad's network currently right now and she addressed these comments just a few months ago one of her first guests on the show was Cisco and you know Gloria she was also a video girl she was the girl in Big Pimpin video that had on the fur and the hat she was in Ja Rule's holla holla walking down the street she was in DMX what these want from a you know all of these videos she was known she bad beautiful but she was mad young so Aaron was about 30 when they met, she was 16. Again, they met when she was a backup dancer for Luke. Um, And Luke weighed in on some commentary about this, but we'll get to that. Let's hear what Aaron and Gloria had to say about his comments. Out there from Jamie Foxx to like <laughs> Denzel Washington to, yeah. to whoever. Everybody know me. Yeah. So sure everybody do. know if I say it, I'm a to, to death. Yeah. I like the in public, you feel me? Yeah. So can't say nothing about it. Them square, them precious cake, little. Yeah. I like for them to see how I like. If you speak yeah. to Joe to see or Puffy or any of them, yeah. they've been at my house. They all see me. They all know I'm a big. Yeah. If a touch my and she say my is small, then she's a lying. The thing is, a whole lot of read about taking girls out to shop, taking girls to fly to Dubai and all that. Close your eyes. We anywhere. You yeah. Feel me? And my whole thing is this. My whole thing is this yeah, is that talk about if it. you can handle my and you can make me still be Aaron Hall without rabbing off your mouth, then I'll take you anywhere. Other than that, you back home. So those were Aaron's comments. You know, he said he walked up and snatched the girl because she was with the man and whatever. I mean, let's we're going to call Aaron's comments what they are directly from a pimp's handbook. Directly. All of that game he was spitting is pimp talk. All of it. We all know it. Um, he talked about how he had a stutter at that time. A lot of people didn't know that. But he had a stutter problem. So he didn't even really speak to women. And for her, he said he just walked up and was like, you go on with me. You know, it's funny. I was talking to um, a pro athlete, right? recently chatting we were chatting about back in the day and so he was talking about like how when he first got in the league you know he would talk to girls a little bit or whatever whatever but he didn't really have a lot of game not that he had like he was smooth but he didn't you know have a lot of game in that regard and he said one time he tried and was like I'm gonna kidnap you and he said the girl giggled and was like okay and left with them and that became his go-to line right so, I don't know, at 16 years old, you're in a strip club, you're dancing for Luke. Would I think you were an adult? Maybe. Would you necessarily think to ask, like, let me see your ID? I don't know, right? I don't know. But that is what happened. Um, Urban Spinster said exactly. She chose me. Look, let's take it to the Mac. Pretty Tony, don't be mad, Joe Chick chose me i think that's what julius said to pretty tony in the mac one of my favorite movies by the way that's a side but look um gloria like i said she has a podcast on the network had her own commentary about his comments she was standing up with a jamaican rapper named mad lion oh okay this is Aaron. Know, is. and it's gonna go into glory uh 
Big Pun, Fat Joe, Method Man, like like whoever you speak to, just ask them how I did it. I got out the limo, grabbed the hand, went upstairs and f***ed her. When I saw her, she was dancing with Luke, Luke and them. I didn't know she was a puppy, you know what I mean? That's right. She was tall, she was big, blonde hair, boom, with the black pant leather. I was like, I'm getting that. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows I couldn't even really speak then. I had a speech impediment. I don't speak, I don't stutter anymore. Mm-hmm. So I just went there and just grabbed her hand and went inside the hotel and yeah. gave it to her. My mother was Puerto Rican from Ponce. So when I see anybody that's Spanish, I'm going to grab them. Okay. I ain't going to ask if you holding the hand all loose and you holding a conversation with a Preach. I'm going to take your She chose up already. Now, she want to go renegade? Go renegade. So um, I want to say this in response to that, that we're in a better place now. He apologized to me and my son. Um, he's great to my son. And now we have a grandchild and he's a great grandfather. So I don't need a public apology. I don't care what people think or what people, you know, the past is the past. I forgive him for, for everything. And I think forgiveness is key to mm-hmm. move forward for healing myself and healing him. And now we can laugh. We've cried about things and, uh, we move forward from it. Wow. Yeah, so um, that's right, why I could right. be on Vlad TV, Snow you know? Clap. Snow clap, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, snow clap. Okay, so that was Cisco saying slow clap, slow clap. So listen, that is what she said in July of this year, right? Well, <laughs> since the allegations have come out, she released a statement, so to speak, on Instagram. And the statement also was in reference to Luke. What she said was, if you don't think grooming is happening in this business, you're sadly mistaken. It started in 1994 with Luke and a few of these others in the business. I was in high school. (sighs) Did her statement sound anything like that again it's tricky it's complicated they have a 20 year old son they're grandparents together so you know maybe that's why she went easy on him she also said um this was a couple of years ago she spoke out and she said this again she and aaron have had you know ups and down battles obviously you hear how aaron was speaking it's no wonder she was like i've experienced a lot in this industry and never spoke out because i don't want to hurt anyone's career even though they hurt me the only reason why i spoke out about my son's father was because i had to protect my son from him it wasn't about me all my life i've heard yeah you was young but look at you your body you're beautiful so our society blames the woman always look at how you dress why did you go there with him um i'm happy women are finally speaking out and i agree with her however again i ask the question if you are working as a stripper as a dancer at 16 for luke and luke said and we're going to play it in a little bit He recorded everything. Everybody signed waivers. They were supposed to check in. So you were being a little deceitful, but you had to get it, right? I don't know. It's a complicated thing. She, again, a couple months ago said she's not really tripping. So I don't know where this is going to go, but I know Aaron released something inadvertently that kind of seems to track with what was put out in this case, you know? And what I will say is, I'm going to say this allegedly, allegedly. Um, Back in the day, like, Aaron being allegedly abusive is not a new thing. 
Aaron has dogs and allegedly he would use those dogs to keep women in line back in the day. There is someone that I know that is married to an R&B star right now. They used to deal with Aaron back in the day. That had a horrific experience with him. Um, I don't know if she'll speak out while all of this is going on. Probably not. But horrific experience, allegedly. Um, so, you know, I don't know. The industry, hip-hop, was a very, very different place in the 90s. And was Gloria probably taken advantage of by these men? It seems to be something that is familiar, par for the course, in how they treated women. Is it considered grooming if they didn't know how old she was? Don't know. Andy? I was just going to say I wanted to give DJ Flad um, his flowers. Because he broke everything first? He did I'm, it first? I, I, I'm just saying, like, you know, I said this earlier today that um, I feel like I remember when uh, that interview came out at the time. Mm -hmm. And I remember, like, yo, I was telling my friends, like, yo, y'all got to watch Aaron Hall on DJ Vlad, man. This dude is over here just, just running his mouth. Like, yo, this dude is crazy, right? And it's crazy that fast forward years later that obviously this interview resurfaces, you know, um, you know, based on the whole Diddy situation or whatnot. But the reason why I'm saying I want to give DJ Vlad his flowers is, you know, although he has the whole culture vulture stereotype behind him, he has these individuals that come on and pretty much tell on themselves. Right. And it's like, you know, where was the outrage then? I agree. You know what I'm saying? Like he look, look at how freely he spoke about what it is that he did. You know, there was no outrage then. Granted, you know, <laughs> it was Aaron Hall some years ago. People probably done forgot about him. But I'm just saying, I think, you know, us as consumers, we need to, you know, watch these interviews from DJ Vlad. It don't matter what celebrity he has on. You know what I'm saying? Or what, uh, you know, piece from the culture that he had on or has on. We need to pay attention to these words. And if they end up telling on themselves about something ridiculous, we need to be on their head right then and there. I agree with you. That is absolutely true. But I get, you know, to your point, people weren't worried about Aaron. They weren't thinking about him. It was just entertaining stories from back in the day. You know, we, I, I said this before, and obviously Aaron is R&B, but I do compare a lot of what happened with hip hop in the 90s to what happened with rock stars in the 70s and their groupie movement. And they went through their time of reckoning too, you know? So I... It's a lot to consider. Listen, uh, who in the chat mentioned um, Pretty Brown Mimi says, I can't believe that Aaron Hall's team thought that interview was going to be a good look. Does Aaron Hall have a team in 2015? Probably not. Probably was a good look to get him to be up relevant. However, Luke told a story. Luke used to have a TV show called Luke's Peep Show that came on back in the day. And Aaron was on there then sharing a similar story. And on the peep show, his label ended up asking them if they could edit or not air the interview because Luke's peep show, obviously, it was um, a show that was on a network that was produced by BET, the Action Network. A lot of people didn't know that. But it was, again, pretty advanced show, right? 
when I say advanced, I mean, you know, it was definitely a cinematic cinematic cinemax late night type of vibe you know it was a hip-hop video with no clothes on and the women would be in there and luke said that aaron was talking about how virile he was for lack of a better term and how he got with it and luke had said to him yeah r kelly says he's nastier than you and aaron was like nobody's nastier than me i'm mr nasty man and went off and then utilized one of the young ladies that was on set to show exactly how nasty he was a woman he had never met and was in her butt on camera and the label freaked out and was like please take that out please never show this interview so again there are things that could look really 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 bad for him Fahima says a minor can't legally enter a contract so if Luke knew she was only 16 he knows it's null and void if it even existed I do understand that but what Luke is asserting that he did not know that she gave ID and signed paperwork that she was of age and he left it at that you know video of the situation so again I know that a minor cannot legally enter into something, but if they present themselves as an adult, right? Realistically, how much work should have been gone? And let me tell you the other reason why I low-key believe Luke in this. And we're going to play some of his commentary as well as some things that Shug Knight said. Um, At that time, Luke was coming off of Band in the USA, Supreme Court going after him. I would imagine, I don't know this to be fact, but I would imagine that you would want to have your legal stuff in order because you just got through kind of tussling with, you know, some government officials and some key heads of states and they were after him. Not sure, but that is just my thought to this. Fahima says, oh, she, I read that. She said in the chat. Brother Alfonso says, all this comes down to we are in an era of autocorrect for what used to be given a pass. We definitely are. Some may say it's an overcorrection. We are definitely in a new era where things that were considered okay are not. Um, people have learned the word grooming and are applying it to absolutely everything. You know, don't know how I feel about that, but. It's there. I'm not, and by saying I don't know how I feel about that, I am not denying the existence of grooming, that it happens, that it may have happened in some of these situations, but I do think the word is overly applied to things that may not necessarily fall under that specific category. When we come forward, we're going to have more trending topics, more headlines, more on this, a little bit of how Shug Knight has in the mix, and Luke. <laughs> All of that and more on the other side. You're locked into RSVP with Jill Monroe. Infusing a sense of fun and entertainment in every episode. You're listening to RSVP with Jill Monroe on KBLA Talk 1580. You are locked into RSVP with Jill Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580. So let's hear what Luke had to say about him grooming. I just learned what the f grooming means. I don't even know what the fucking grooming means. Grooming. Fuck is grooming. They had to explain that to me. I got the right one. I don't have no problem going to court. I'm not Russell Simmons. I'm not them other people. I don't do that. 
I'm very, I know my brand. My brand is Luke. Hey, we want some face down. That's what like me so horny. The problem is when you know your brand and you know what you're, when you know what you're singing about, you subject yourself to be in that kind of trap faster. So what you have to do is really not be about what those songs is talking about because you can get yourself jammed up. I video everything. I video everything. Everybody sign releases. I do shows. Ain't no underage people be doing no show with me. I fire girls. You get caught, uh, oh. She was, I have chaperone for the girls, a one head dancer. It's always one head dancer. And she put everybody in check. So you're doing, I'm not, this is not a traveling whorehouse. So you going to mess around with these other artists. You're going to get sent home, sweetheart. You get fired. So that was Luke's commentary on that. We'll have to see. He's obviously not named in the suit, but just before anything gets started, he wanted to clear the air on that. When we come forward, we're going to get into what Shug Knight says he knows about Diddy. We're also going to get into one of the members of the band. His old interview has resurfaced. You know, all of these things are coming out of everywhere. We're going to talk about Iman Shumpert and Tiana Taylor. Was he jealous of her career? Plus more trending topics and headlines. You're locked into RSVP with Jill Monroe on KBLA Talk 1580.